Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. High noon in the District of Columbia. High noon in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now, when you hear Hall & Oates, it means one thing. It means Dave Zangaro from Philadelphia is joining the program. Dave's sitting with me here in Indy. Davey, what up, man? It's weird to like look at you when we like normally I'm in like my house You're like, walking room. around. <laughs> right. Yeah, so it's weird to like sit across from you and talk to you like well, this. Well, Dave, he's a hater. He doesn't like Philly. <laughs> uh, I am a Philly hater. It's noted. Um, but if you had to pick one of the two of me and B to look at, you'd pick B. Like <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm not winning that contest. Um, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Yeah, I always like the combine, man. It's a it's a jam packed week here. It's a grind. It, it's definitely you, you earn it out here in Indy. <laughs> you do earn it. Uh, it's a fun week, though. How about how cold it got? It was beautiful yesterday, and it's freezing today. Man, and I, I'm so bad at like checking the weather. Me too. Like last night, I walked home. It was like 70 degrees. I walked into a wind tunnel this morning. Like, <laughs> I, it's insane. I don't know what happened. Uh, dude, I totally agree. All right. Um. So you and I were just talking in the break. The NFLPA survey, right? Um, Washington got another year of last place and, um, they sold the team, new owners took over. They weren't able to make a ton of change right away. Um, I, I'd be curious kind of almost what next year's survey looks like, but you were telling me that Philly took a lot of it to heart and, and made some changes from last year to this year, saw some real improvement. Yeah, they did. They were 14th last year overall, and they improved the fourth this year. Uh, and they really did, like, they, they listened and they tried to improve, especially team travel. They got a D last year. They only improved to a C, but there was still some improvement. And I, I think that matters. And, like, I, I think you'll see that with Washington, too. Like, I, I think they'll look at this. And it's it, in a way for the new ownership, it's kind of nice to be last because there's only one way to go here. Seriously. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, I, I think that a good organization is going to look at these results and actually care about them because you, players are able to voice their opinions. And, and I think, like, some of these categories are more important than others. But yeah. uh, in the things they can change, if it's, like, facilities or travel or just the way, like, you treat players or their families, 
relatively easy to fix. I, the, I family the, thing, I, the family the, thing, the family thing, I think, will make a world of difference here, and that, and that's always been a problem, I think, in this area. And I noticed that other teams it changed when I went to those teams. But if you treat somebody's kids and their wife good, they will they'll give you raving reviews after that. Because that means their wife isn't going to complain to them when they're coming home. There you go. 100%. Like it's not that complicated. Um, I, I, I do think that's an easy fix. Was the one thing we were talking about in the break public about what the Eagles did travel related? No, well, look, they just improved it. Like they, okay. they made a concerted effort to. They spent some money. Yeah, they spent money on it. And they, they cared about it. They listened to their players. And uh, it, it went a long way. And it's funny because they only improved one letter grade from a D to a C. But uh, it, it went the right way. And I, I think the players appreciated it. Uh, talked to a few of them during the year. And. Uh, just the fact that the team listened to them and was willing to to make some changes because of their thoughts on it, like that, really does matter. And I think that, like, it, sometimes, like, I don't want to get blown away by these grades and everything, but like, a good organization is going to listen to their players and, and try to make their lives a little better. It's it's pretty simple stuff. I think y'all also have a little leeway for the people that just hate. <laughs> there's some guys that's mad that's going to put the worst grades because they're just mad. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. it's like I also wonder, too, like, you know, the season's not going well for a team. They're asked to, to grade it. Like, everything, you know, winning cures a lot, right? So, like, if you're losing and, and the season's kind of gone the wrong way, I could see a player just being miserable and and, <laughs> and giving a, a grade on something that they, it probably is not realistic. Yeah. Um, the one thing you did say when I told you how the commanders did is you're like, yeah, those – you kind of just shrugged. You're like, yeah, I get it. Like I mean, you go you go to all the stadiums. You know what the Philly facilities are like, and other facilities. Some of it is they just have terrible facilities, mm-hmm. and eventually that's going to change. Yeah, and that's not an easy fix, but like that's obviously a fix that's going to come to Washington, right? Right. right. Like, it, it, it and it, I've talked to you for years about this. It's like this whole franchise in Washington has kind of been bogged down by the ownership. So, getting a, a fresh lease on that, it's going to mean a lot, and. I, that's the nice thing is like I, I was kind of joking about it, but also serious. Like being dead last, there's only one way to go. So like you're gonna see all these improvements, and they're gonna be pretty clear to the players. It's gonna be pretty clear to the people who cover the team too. Yep, we're talking with our friend Dave Zangaro here live in Indy at the combine. In about 20 minutes, you're gonna hear my interview with Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network. What quarterbacks he likes, uh, where he thinks Washington will land, how this draft stacks up for them. Um, but dude. Let, let's talk some actual football and not how football players travel on on chartered planes. Um, the Eagles were 10-1. and one. They were the best team in football. What the hell happened? It's the biggest question, right? And I think in Philly, since the season ended, it's kind of been like everyone's looking for one answer. Like, why did this, this whole season explode the way it did? And it, I, I don't think there's one answer to it. I think there are multiple reasons that it ended the way it did. Uh, and it was a shame because, like, they were too talented to go out the way they did. But even when they were 10-1, and one, it wasn't like they were playing 10-1 and one football. They There were cracks in the foundation. You could kind of see it. Yeah. So uh, not, I'm surprised at the way it ended. Like, losing six of seven and getting bounced in the first round was the worst-case scenario. But it kind of felt like even the team was waiting – for a downturn because they weren't playing very good football even when they were winning these tight games and then eventually it caught up to them i think one of the biggest things was uh playing with expectations is tough and they came off a super bowl they had a talented roster 
and it's a lot tougher to win when you're expected to win. And I, I think they held themselves to this really high standard that was hard to achieve. And then when they, they failed to, to live up to it, it kind of started to spiral on them and snowball a little bit. Uh, to me, that was one of the biggest reasons. And there were, like, football reasons, too. Their defense was kind of a train wreck, especially when they decided to change coordinators in Week 15. That's just going to be really tough. And then offensively, they were stale. But I think from, a, like, a broad scale, the expectations make things really tough. And uh, I think that was probably, for me, the biggest reason. Speaking of the defense, um, can they get back to where they were? Yeah. Not last year, year before, because – Last year, they were just parting, parting the sea. People running through them like it was just easy. And throwing on them like crazy. Yeah, it was brutal. And it, the crazy thing is, is like their best moments last year on defense came with Sean Desai, who they hired as their D.C. And then, I mean, last year for the Eagles is going to be remembered as the year they demoted their coordinator in Week 15 and handed over the reins to Matt Patricia, who's never had a good defense. Just has never in his career had a good defense and – uh, it, just insane that that's the way things went. Uh, bringing in Vic Fangio, look, I, I don't think they're going to replicate what they did in 22 because I don't think they're going to have that level of talent on defense. But bringing in a, a veteran defensive coordinator to me is about just finding some stability. Uh, they need their offense to be elite and carry the team. But on defense, they just need to find some level of cohesion, stability. And I think they'll get that with Vic Fangio. I don't think you'll have the communication errors they had last year with the inexperience at the the position uh, at at defensive coordinator. So I I think that you're just trying to get to average. If you can get the average on defense, they think they have the offense to carry them, and that's kind of their plan going forward, I think. Um, Was Jalen Hurts hurt? Uh, At times, like nicks and bruises, there was no major injury uh, as far as I know. I think his play style changed. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it, that's a good question. I think some of it was self-imposed, and I think some of it was directive from the coaching staff. Uh, but it was clear, and it, it changed the offense because they had operated the previous two years with getting basically like an, a bonus, like a plus one in the run game because you had to account for Jalen Hurts as a runner. And they still ran the same types of plays last year, but without that plus one, they weren't nearly as effective. So they have to figure it out. If he's going to be a pocket passer – that's fine. They can win like that. But you have to kind of tailor what the offense does to account for that. You can't act like he's a big running threat if he's not anymore. Mm-hmm. It puts you at a, at a pretty clear disadvantage at that point. So uh, curious to see what happens. They bring in Kellen Moore as the new OC. They're going to try to blend styles and schemes, which is a little <laughs> hairy. And sometimes yeah. that doesn't work. But uh, I think that's got to be at the forefront. It's like figure out what is Jalen Hurts going to be and then tailor the whole offense around that. Does it? Did the Niners break them? So they were ten and one, hosting San Fran, and they came in and just beat the tar out of them, and everything fell apart after that. I think it was a part of that game. It was to me, it was the Niners and Cowboys back to back losses. They got beat by both teams, and at the time you thought, okay, these are probably the three best teams in the conference. And then you found out that the Eagles were not in that class. And I, I think it did break them a little bit because uh, they thought they were. They thought there was always this belief that they'd figure it out. They'd start playing to the level they thought they were going to play. And then they played two teams that just beat the doors off them. And yeah. I, I don't think they really recovered from it. How Let me ask you a question. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sirianni, is he unstable? Yeah. 
It, it's a fair question. I think he is a uh, he's kind of a lunatic on the sideline, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? Like we've seen coaches lose it. At times, he has to control his emotions better. And it's not like saying he has to be a different person. That's unfair because the person he is got them to a Super Bowl yeah. not that long ago. But even he's admitted this. Like At times, he has to control himself a little bit more. Uh, and I think there were some issues with that. He's admitted as much. I'm not like breaking news here. He's, he's said that uh, there are moments where he has to control himself a little bit more on the sideline. Uh, it's a tricky thing because like the passion is important. You don't want him to be a different person because it's what got him to this point. It's what got them to be a successful team. And the, the players like him. I mean, he, he scored an A on this recent NFLPA survey. So uh, he is a well-liked coach, and they like the passion. But, yeah, at times he, he, he becomes a little unhinged, and I think that's something to keep an eye on. Jalen seems so chill, too. Sorry, B, go ahead. Yeah, was Dom the secret weapon? Yeah, yeah. how serious was Dom? Because, <laughs> like, once Dom left, he lost his mind. Yeah, I, look, uh, I, I think the, the whole season was kind of unraveling. I think it's a little coincidental that it happened uh, after Dom got suspended. But uh, you know Dom. I mean, he's he oh, plays yeah. a big role in, in that in that franchise and in that city. Uh, they missed him. I, I, I don't think it was like, you know, we talked about it earlier. Everyone's looking for, like, the one reason the season collapsed. I'm not going to tell you losing big Dom on the sideline was the reason <laughs> the season collapsed, but it didn't help. And – I think, look, if, if Dom's the reason Nick stays sane on the sideline, that's probably not great. You probably have to figure that out a little bit better. He has to control himself. But uh, I, I personally loved the Dom storyline last year. Anyone who knows Dom really enjoyed that storyline. But I think it probably got overblown a little bit. So, funny story. I was walking out yesterday after the show. Um, there were no coaches talking. There was like a weird dead period, maybe like 3 in the afternoon, right? And I was walking up to the Starbucks at the Hyatt. And uh, Sirianni, Big Dom, and Howie were walking in front of me, like, you know, 20 feet in front of me. And they had a fourth dude with them that I think was probably Dom's number two, like seemed like the guy in charge of, like, going to get the car kind of thing. Um, And, you know, when you walk out of here, B, to your earlier point, there's autograph people hanging out waiting for autographs. And they have, like, a little fenced-off section for the autograph seekers. I like where this is going, by the way. This is funny, dude. And so Sirianni, the autograph guys are like, Nick, Nick. Can you sign? Can you sign? And Dom's like, we got to go. And Nick's like, I'll get you later. And then the guy goes, Howie already signed. And Howie <laughs> looks at Nick. He's like, you know what that was, Nick? That's a big old F you. It, it, was, it, it was hysterical, dude. And clearly what it showed me is that the relationship, Howie, Nick, Dom, is fine. Mm-hmm. But what I'm asking, they start slow next year. One and two, two and three, four and six. Does Sirianni survive? The city seems ready to turn on him. Yeah, and uh, I think that's like I, I, I don't think anyone's questioning whether or not he has a shorter leash after last year. The way things ended, uh, I mean, they fired both coordinators, right? Like that's bizarre. It's it's, uh, it's kind of a weird setup. They bring in uh, an offensive coordinator who has experience, who's gonna probably take a little bit of the thunder away from Sirianni as an offensive coach. They bring in a guy in Vic Fangio who has like 30 years of experience at that level to kind of manage the defense. So, yeah, it's like at the year-end press conference, Nick basically got asked, like, what do you do at this point? Like, what, what's your role? Um, yeah, I, I think the leash is shorter, but he also has earned the right to, to see this through, and I think that's the reason he's back. 
Uh, they like some of the qualities Nick possesses. They think he's built a relatively strong culture in the time he's been there, and, and that matters. So I, I think he's going to be given the chance to see at least this season through, see how it goes. But uh, you're right. I mean, if if they start off slow, there's going to be some hand-wringing, and people are going to be wondering about his future. But uh, he can probably point to the 2021 year and say, hey, we started slow that year. We turned it around. We made it into the playoffs. They have done that before. And their schedule won't be as tough this year as it was last year either. Dave, sure. you've been around a long time, man, and you can read through some of the BS when players will give you, you know, they like to call in the stations and do different things. A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, <laughs> is everything cool with them? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, it's, you know, A.J. is a really emotional guy, and it shows, right? Like, we see him sometimes blowing up on the sideline, and he's not even trying to hide his emotions. Uh, and I, I think when it's a receiver doing that, people take it a certain type of way because we've seen – it's the diva position, right? Like, we, we know that. Receivers that, and corners, man. Yeah, there's a stigma to it. And it, it's not completely undeserving, right? Like, a lot of times receivers are divas. Uh, I don't get that sense from him. Like, I, I think he does want the football. I, I don't think that's a, a surprise. Above Every his receiver lobby. wants the football. Yeah, of All course. Of and, and All like, the time. And he has a, a point, right? Like, you should get the football to him. He's a great player. You guys will like this. And at his locker at the Novacare Complex, he has a sign hanging above it it says always open uh-huh. uh that's so great. It, it tells you his mindset right and i think that's a fine thing uh and he he doesn't like come he doesn't complain about his touches and targets that much like he he wants the ball of course but he's not causing us to think about it or at least he hasn't yet he's a pretty good teammate his, his teammates seem to like him and i think him and jalen are fine uh he, he has a, a temperamental personality and i think it's like as long as you have him you have to kind of keep an eye on that i mean heck he he called into the the local radio station on friday which yeah. is like unheard of That's man awesome. like it was it was pretty fun which uh, show i uh, i agree he called in with ike which That's... was great on in a way uh like because ike has the ability to talk to him as a radio host but also a former player and he can kind of break it down from both sides which i thought was a really important aspect to that interview because uh AJ's been a little frustrated with the rumor mill and this and that, but uh, you know I'd also probably tell him that he, he he probably needs to get away from his phone a little bit when you're that emotional and you're sure. always on your phone. It it can become a bad thing. But um, he's a special player, and like I don't think he's caused any problems. But even if he did, like you put up with it because he has the two best receiver years in Eagles history in his two years with the team. So he's playing at such a high level that. Uh, even if he was causing problems, he'd be like, yeah, fine, we'll deal with it. Yep. The, rule, the <laughs> rules are different for incredible players. That's just how, yeah. that's just how life but, is. Yeah, I mean, back-to-back 1,400-yard seasons, like, it's, it, pretty good. It's, it's tough to come by that. But right. one thing before we go, Jalen Hurts is the calm, cool, collected guy. How did that become a storyline last year that people didn't like the way he was handling things? Because Jalen never, ever seems to be too up or too down to me. He's just calm all the time. Yeah, and it's funny because two years ago that was, like, the best thing in the world, right? Yeah. It's like they're, they're in these situations and he's super calm. Uh, winning cures a lot, like I mentioned earlier. So you start losing, people are going, well, what's going on here? And, and why is Jalen not seem to care about it? It's just the way he goes about things. And it's, I, I think at times maybe he could be a little more vocal, but you also don't want him to change who he is, right? It's kind of the same thing with Nick. Nick's this fiery guy, kind of explosive at times. You don't want him to completely change who he is. Same with Jalen, right? Like, he's he's a super calm dude. 
uh, shows no emotion. I don't think you want to change that entirely. Now, all there are moments where he can be a little more vocal, where he can show a little more fire. Sure, I think that would help in certain situations, but you don't want him to wholesale change because who he is is like he's been a good leader. And he was such a good leader that before he was a starting quarterback, it caused an issue because he wasn't the starter and guys were kind of gravitating toward him. So I think he has some of those natural leadership characteristics. And, I, I look, I, I don't think there were a lot of problems last year. Jalen Hurts, to me, uh, especially off the field, was not one of them. I don't think so either. Um, I think the defense was a problem. I think they were a Massive damn problem. train wreck. Um, Daniel Jeremiah coming up next. I have one final question for you, Dave. Um, this one's important. Do you have dinner plans tonight? I do not. Will you prevent me from ordering only one martini? I don't know if I can do that. All right. We'll it's see. It's like, you know, I can't make Nick Sirianni be a different person. You got to let I people can't make be who JP they are. Finley be a different person. Yeah, you got to embrace people's personalities. He comes on air and tells us, Dave, he had only one martini, but he didn't tell us about the other stuff he had. Brian, I told you the <laughs> truth. I only had one martini. That's it. But you listen. didn't say anything else. If you ask me how many I had, I had one. That's it. Um, Dave, thank you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Um, when we come back, Daniel Jeremiah. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Be it your Philly, 1067 The Fan. Be it your Philly show is brought to you by Rude HVAC Equipment. Head over to Rude.com to find your contractor near you and available tax credits and rebates. That's R-U-U-D. And remember, if it ain't rude, it ain't right. Well, JP is out at the Combine in Indianapolis where it's very cold at. But JP had a chance to sit down with Daniel Jeremiah, who seems to have a special message for me. Let's take a listen. Really excited to get to talk to you. Daniel Jeremiah, the lead draft analyst, NFL Network, the Move the Sticks podcast, all of it. Uh, DJ, how fired up are you for this week, finally kind of getting close to the finish line? I'm stoked, man. I finally also get a the beginning line. Yeah, when it's also like when you're – these guys all exist on this size on my computer. Now right. I get to text, oh, life size, uh, see what they look like in person. So it's fun. It's fun to get a chance to see that, see these guys move around in person. It's great. 
there's a, a lot of position groups to look at, a lot of really good tackles, a lot of really mm -hmm. good wideouts, but the quarterbacks are the talk of this thing. Yeah. What, what do you make of kind of the top three that have emerged, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams, Drake May? Yeah, I think they're interesting guys, man. You know, to me, Caleb, and we should have seen this coming. You knew once the year he had last year that he was going to get completely picked apart. It's what, it's what everybody does right. uh, year in and year out. We have a guy who looks like the face of the draft, and we're going to find everything that's wrong with him the next year. Um, but, man, the talent is ridiculous, and you guys have seen him forever. But, I mean, every arm angle, the, the ability not only to throw a velocity but to layer balls, touch balls, all the, you know, just all the – he's got all the tricks in his bag from right. as a thrower. And then, you know, when I watched him and I'm like, okay, some of the bad habits that crept in uh, towards the end of this year, and I'm like, man, well, you watch the tape, it's a three-man rush, you're getting clean run-throughs. So if they've got eight to cover my four or five guys I've got out there and I've got instant pressure from a three-man rush, I'm like, I don't know what people want this guy to do right. on some of this stuff. And, you know, I've, I've made the comparison, you know, people are saying all the Mahomes stuff. I'm like, well, take the player aside. They're in the same situation. Like, Texas Tech's defense was 128th in scoring defense. USC's was 121st. Wow. So, like, that's what he, you're chasing 50 points every single game. So that led to some of the bad habits. But long story short, the ability's all there. Jaden Daniels' tape this year was the best of any of the quarterbacks. Uh, you know, just you know, operating within the cockpit, seeing things clearly, uh, accurate, anticipation, throwing to those two studs that he had there at sure. LSU. Um, and then Drake May is a hard one. He's the hard one to figure out. He's two for me right now. Um, all the prototypical stuff is all there, the size, size the arm strength, sure. the athleticism, all that. You know, his tape wasn't great this year. But again, with him, like, you freeze it when you get to the top of the drop. You're like, I don't know what, what there's no answers in here. Um, so he's the, I would say he's the toughest evaluation of the three. Is that the only thing that I've noticed watching some Drake May yeah. stuff, and I don't watch like you do, I don't pretend, but there are times where, and, and I don't know if it's because I just watch this with Sam Howell a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah. but like, He's bailing out of pockets that are there, yeah. rather than stepping up into it. Is, is that something you learn over time, or is that a habit it's a feel. that forms? Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think that's a good point. I mean, to me, even more concerning for me this year was just I thought he got a little elongated. Um, I think if you go back and watch him last year, he was more comfortable, and I think part of that was probably was in operating in less pressure. Sure. Um, but then he got a little bit elongated with his release, so I think that's something he can clean up. But there's times with him though, where when they get pressured looks. And I'll, you know, you just freeze it when you get to the top of your drop. I'm like, okay, where's the hot? What could he have done protection-wise? And I'm like, I don't know where the answers are here. Right. And this is that is something I remember saying previously. And I know they've had coordinator changes there at Carolina, but that has been something that's come up in the past there. Yeah. So it kind of reminded me of Sam. Yeah. No, there, there, there is that. I mean, it's just obviously just a bigger, sure. you know, obviously. different, yeah. type, different type of I mean, player. Like but, four inches. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, you know, look, it, and. You know, Sam has had issues just holding the ball. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's there. What I'm getting at with Drake is there are still valid concerns there with him. I think you're kind of buying into the package and being able to fill in the gaps. I, and I'm not comparing him to Josh Allen, but that was, you know, that was a Josh Allen lesson that I learned, which was okay. There's stuff that's a little sloppy and it's a little messy and decision making some of these things. And I'm like, at the end of the day, he's big, he's athletic, he's strong, he's smart, he's tough, he's a great worker, he's a right. great kid. Like. Josh Allen will figure this thing sure. out. And I think that's some of the, you know, mindset when you're going with the Drake May thing. Kind of, you talk about Josh Allen, who was really pretty raw coming out of yeah. Wyoming, yeah. right? And then Mahomes that everybody's chasing now. How much has quarterback evaluating changed since Peyton and Brady and even like Breeze, who was too small back then? Yeah. It, I, it's fit, though. I mean, like that's, I think we always try and, like the latest thing would be Purdy, right? Yeah. So. What the heck did we all miss on Brock Purdy? And it's right. like, okay, well, he's played a ton of ball. 
He's, you know, he's an incredibly bright, cerebral dude who sees the field really well, and the physical skills are just kind of so-so. And it's like, okay, so now do we go try and find that? I'm like, well, yeah, he's got Kyle Shanahan, and he's got a great offensive line, and he's got you know playmakers all over the place. And it's like with Patrick Mahomes, we were trying to chase Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he got to sit behind Alex Smith for a right. year and get coached right. by Andy Reid and throw to Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Right. right. Like the, the place you go matters so much in how that's handled. I was talking to Orlovsky about this the other day, and we were just talking about it. Um, you know, if you're going to draft a kid, I don't care how polished you are in college, if you're going to draft him and say, we're going to ask you to play quarterback for 45 snaps a game and we're going to chuck it 45 times, Good luck. Right. I mean, what C.J. Stroud did last year was abnormal. But if you go in there and say, okay, look, our goal is we're going to try and we're going to get, you know, 25, 28 throws a game. I'm going to give you eight to ten of them. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you speed, I'm going to give you two speed shovels. I'm going to get you a couple uh, now screens. I'm going to get the ball out. I'm going to bake in sure. some layups. I'm going to ask you to use your athletic ability. I might call a couple zone reads. Just go create, make some yep. things happen that way. And then maybe seven to ten plays, I need you to sit back there, get from one to two to three. But if you're going to ask the kid, like, look at Zach Wilson. Like, you said, hey, here's the ball. Go throw it 40 times a game from the Same pocket. How? Same thing. I, they're I mean, not ready for right. that. There's None no of these guys. No, they're not ready. These guys separate. you got to help them out, man. Um, Caleb ain't getting a two, is he? I, I don't, don't think so. I don't. My thing is, if you're the Bears, you're either taking Caleb or you're somebody else is coming up right. to take Caleb. It, it's tough with the D.C. audience. I'd love to make this about Caleb coming yeah. home, the Gonzaga alum. I just don't think it's going to happen, and I don't want to waste people's time. I did. Jaden Daniels, uh, yeah. I know you guys are going to have so much coverage all week on NFL Network, but mm-hmm. just give me what you think of Jaden now. And the only concern, I, when he gets hit, it's like Ooh. a car wreck. Yeah, the old Miss game. Yeah. It, <laughs> he it, takes off and it, it's just like, in a, DC, it's like a yard sale. Robert getting hit. Yeah, being a little bit reckless there. Yeah. And he's not, I mean, and Robert was lean, but he was rocked up. I'm right. anxious to see Jaden. I don't think he's built the same as, sure. as Robert. So you're talking about a lean guy who can play but a little bit reckless. But not that same straight line runner Robert was. He's a little shiftier. Yeah, I, but I don't even think, though, I still think most of his stuff is done on a straight line. Yeah. I, I don't see him, like, shaking guys down and breaking guys off right. that way quite as much. But he's got legit, both those guys have a legit, legit speed. Um, so with him, the, the strides he's taken, the improvement, you know, I love to see it. He's been through adversity, which is a good thing, I think, when you when you when you look at it. I mean, a lot's he's getting dinged because I, I I love it. Everybody takes off on him, and then now it's like, oh no, no, let's bring him back down. So it's oh, you know, he throws a bunch of fades and throws a bunch right. of you know hitches or whatever. He's thrown to two first round receivers. Like you only judge him on what he's being asked to do. Right. And when you watched him, he's accurate. He sees the field clearly. Um, you know, I I'm. I'm not going to throw here, but I am anxious to see him throw in person because I wanted to see how much horsepower he has. Sure. Um, you know, it's kind of like that with Bryce Young. I wish I would have had a chance to, to stand next to him and watch him throw because I'm curious to see what that looked like. See if you hear it. Yeah, it's just yeah. different. It, it, and for those of like when you're watching the tape, you know, it's like it's different. When you stand next to a guy and watch him throw, you can feel it a little more. I remember at the Senior Bowl watching Josh Allen throw yeah. whatever years ago. And yeah, like, wow. that's I, different. I, yeah, that's different. Um, <laughs> I know you got to run. Yeah. When, when are you on? I imagine it's all week NFL Network draft coverage here. Yeah, we are going, man, Thursday to Sunday. So cool. as soon as they get out on the field, uh, we'll be all over it. So it'll be fun. I have one favor to ask of you yeah. as, a, as a Sun Belt guy. Oh, nice. Uh, Whereabouts? I, so I'm an App State guy. Why, do I, I, why am I not remembering I, 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 this? I, well, I used to live down there. I root for App State. Okay, that'd be my, my radio partner, Brian Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Raging Cajun. Oh, gosh. Can, can you just let B. Mitch know that, that App is the number one team in the Fun Belt? Well, look, if you can't, you know, if you can't get into App State, I think Louisiana is a totally respectable place to go play college football. I mean, to get a chance to 
compete for second place every year is exciting. Sure. Um, but if you want to play in front of you know the sold out crowds every single game, there like it the is breaking attendance records that you set the year before. Luke Combs coming. Luke Combs. Yeah. I mean, we've got uh, although. Uh, what's our other country guy that went there? That uh, um, that doesn't that doesn't he doesn't claim us as much. So he wears a lot of Carolina stuff, but he went to App State. Is it Eric Church? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the deal with that? Come on, Eric. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to talk to him about yeah, that. Yeah, ask right. him about that. Thanks, dude. Go see you, bud. B, did you want to respond to well, Daniel I, I Jeremiah? Well, I will respond there? to it. You and Daniel Jeremiah couldn't even think of the guy who went to App State but refused to wear those ugly-ass colors. On top of it, App State, when did they win the, the – uh, I'm going to find out. When, when did they win the Sun Belt? They've won the Sun Belt. When? They've won it. When? They've won it. When? When did you guys win it? We won it like four years straight. When you guys had that, who was the quarterback that got drafted? Eli, I mean, Levi Lewis. Yeah, that kid could play. But the um, thing about it, though, App State is the school that everybody go to when they can't get into other schools. So everything that y'all just said right there is all just bogus. Um, go ears. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Here's what else I have to say. Go check out our friends over at Rudy's Golf. That's right. They've got 70 Four driving range bays. They all have top tracer technology. They all serve beer. How about that? You can get a waitress. You can go to the bar. Whatever you want to do. Awesome draft beer selection. Awesome food. If you want to bring the kids and have make it a family day, they've got two putt-putt courses. They got it all, man. It's a blast. I've been. You should go. Check them out at rudysgolf.com or on Instagram. Follow them at rudysgolf. And before we go... Got to tell you about what it's like working with Paul Henry. Brian and I were talking earlier. Paul Henry is taking part in a fundraiser in March, and B and I are both going to contribute. We're trying to promote this thing, and it's not just because we work with Paul Henry. It's because we've become friends with him. We've become friends with him because he treats you like family when you work with him. And the amount of work he's done at my home has transformed my house. The windows do great, but he's done more than that. He can do more than that for you and your family. Uh, Paul Henry's window installation is, is truly the tops. We appreciate them, like, on a personal level. I know his son. Um, if you call Paul right now, you get 85 bucks off each window with a five-window minimum and up to 10% off doors. Yeah, I'll be meeting with Paul tomorrow. I get off work, and I'm going to hurry on, hurry on up to my house. And I have to talk to him about doing some garage doors, also doing some other things around my house. Paul does a great job, as JP stated. Uh, listen, I know when you get people coming to your house, you always wonder, oh, if they have to come back, can I get in touch with them? Well, Paul doesn't have to come back. He normally gets it right the first time, and he will also call just to check on you, make sure everything is good, make sure you liked it, okay? A lot of times we say we don't like stuff, although it's perfect, but he will come in and make sure everything is done the way you want it done. So reach out to Paul right now to receive $85 off each window with the five-window minimum and up to 10% off doors. Contact Paul Henry's Window Installation today and tell him that B. Mitchell Finley sent you. PaulHenry'sWindows.com. Your clear home improvement. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Um, Brian. Yo. What'd you think of Jeremiah's assessment of these QBs? I think it was relatively on point. You know, um, the, the the guy 
who had probably the best year overall was last year with Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Uh, uh, Caleb Williams has unbelievable talent. And he's right. When somebody gets great, we start picking to see everything about him. And then when you look at Drake May, Drake has a lot of the pro-style things that you look for in a quarterback. Well, mm-hmm. well let, me, let, me, let me preface Let me go back with that. That you used to look for in a quarterback. Because mm-hmm. today, just being the pro-style quarterback just standing in the pocket is not everything. You have to be able to operate from the pocket, but you better be able to extend plays also. He does that okay, but like you said, he leaves protected pockets. Uh, a lot of times when the, the, the blitz is coming early, he doesn't hit it consistently. So they they, don't, they all have a negative, like you said about um, Drake. I mean, Jaden, he, he seems to look like he's in a car wreck when he's getting hit. But as I said, he talked about Mississippi State. He got up. <laughs> he gets up to go back you in ever, the game, you know. So all of them have a negative, but they have unbelievable positives that mean you will take a chance with them. Uh, agreed. Have you ever seen a uh, a beginner skier that, like, goes the wrong way on a chairlift and all of a sudden is going down like a black diamond or even just a tough blue? Mm-hmm. And eventually they fall, and they fall hard and their body parts flail out in different directions, and because they have skis attached to them, they end up in, like, the craziest positions. Yep. That's kind of how that Mississippi State hit looked against uh, looked against Jaden Daniels. Like, yeah. it fell down a mountain. Um, but you're right, he gets right back up. Um, there's never going to be a perfect prospect, and there's going to be reasons to be concerned. Um, but I think... By far, there's a lot to like about all those guys. Yeah. And, the guy we consider perfect, <laughs> he wouldn't consider perfect when he came out. And that's Pat. Right. Right. Um, dude, I, we got Denton Day joining us next. Uh, I'm aware of that. I just saw this from Steinberg. And, Dan, if you're listening, you should still be writing. You're the best writer in the city. Um, at DC Sports Blog. Um, so, apparently – Barry Sreluga, who's our guy, has a story this morning. Um, I haven't read this yet uh, about the Nats and Strasburg and how that contract is still like hampering the organization. Mm-hmm. So, B, they signed Joey Gallo this uh, this off season. Uh, I believe Joey Gallo is kind of a power hitter. Landfill, you can give me a, a brief Joey Gallo um, background if you can. Um, there's a lot to be excited for with the Nats right now. I mean, James Wood and Dylan Cruz are the top two things I would point to. Um, James Wood keeps hitting bombs in, in Palm Beach. Uh, Dylan Cruz made a hell of a catch last night. We actually we showed a Nats spring training highlight last night because he made such a good catch diving in center. Um, uh, we showed that on NBC4 last night. Um, but Joey Gallo is a guy that's like a legit major leaguer, which they haven't really been signing lately. So there's, there's a reason to even – yeah, I mean, I think he's like a first baseman kind of power hitter guy. Um, I think he won. I think he made an All Star team maybe twice. It appears um, they signed Joey Gallo to a one year five million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. Is my understanding. Apparently, per Sverluga, per Steinberg, they're paying out a one year five million dollar deal over three years. Because <laughs> of because of the Strasburg stuff. Bro, is that really competing to win? Like, 
Uh, clearly, Gallo had nowhere to go if he's signing a one-year deal for five mils paid out over three years. Mm-hmm. Right? Probably not. Oh, he looked at it like, okay, maybe at the end I'll get a million plus for the next two years after this year. Unless I'm looking at this incorrectly, Gallo hit 177 last year. 177. But they say he had 21 home runs. <laughs> Man. Um, 40 RBI Lampton. and 20 uh, runs brought in. I mean, a hit. Lampton. What do you make of Joey Gallo signing a one-year deal for $5 million payable over three seasons? Sounds like does it's it tell rough, you more? Sounds it like it's roughly $5 million too many. <laughs> does it tell you more about Gallo or the learners? Uh, it's a, it's This isn't good. It tells me the learners are smart as hell. If I can sign no. you to a $5 million deal and you, you say, oh, yeah, well, I'll take it over three years, that's a smart, that's smart dealers. Paying a guy who hits one seventy seven five million dollars is not actually. Yeah, twenty one home runs though, bro. And that's where a lot of those damn uh, those those designated hitters come in. All they do is swing for the fences, and all his home runs are strikeout. Twenty one home runs is not good, huh? I, I mean, yeah, twenty one. Who was who was the Nats leading last year? It was twenty twenty three, right? Yep. Lane Thomas hit twenty eight. He's the only dude that went over 20. So he had so 21. Maybe Gallo can help him. Yeah, he um, can probably help you. What, what, my point is more you're not trying to win if your marquee free agent signing is a one-year $5 million deal and you're paying him over three years. And I just – the truth of it for me with the Nats is I think Mike Rizzo is the best general manager in Washington – since Bobby Bethard, I think he is really, really smart, really, really savvy. If you look at the pieces that are now emerging from the Soto deal, it's sure starting to look pretty advantageous, especially watching James Wood just hit bombs. Um, the Dylan Cruz pick, I think they nailed it. But I just I hate watching Riz have to operate in this nickel-dime, penny-ante fashion. And, like, when they were committed to winning, they won. They went to the playoffs seemingly every year, and they broke through and won a World Series. Like, can we get back to that, please? Please? We'll be right back. Then Dave joined the program. Hey, it's Brian Mitchell here, and I always demand excellence whether I'm on or off the field. And if your HVAC system isn't cutting it, it's time for Rude. Thanks to the IRA Act, you can snag up to $2,000 in tax credits for qualifying heat pump systems. And Maryland residents, there are extra rebates on Rude equipment just for you. Personally, I have three Rude 18-seer inverted heat pumps powering my home, and it's a total game changer. So head to Rude.com. That's R-U-U-D.com. And see for yourself. Elevate your comfort this winter with Rude. Because if it ain't Rude, it ain't right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.